I've talked about this before, you know, figuring out your top three things every day. But then what we tend to do is like, okay, I got those three things done. Now we have a million other things on our list and we need to do them. But if you're in burnout mode or like pre-burnout mode, give yourself permission to just do those three things. Then you know you're making progress every day. You're feeling good about what you're doing, but you've given yourself permission to say, look, I've made serious progress today because I did these three things. Now I'm going to go do something else. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, hey, this is Bree Noble, and I am so glad you're tuned in to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast today, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. And if you're a listener to this show, you know that I just wrapped up the Profitable Musician Summit. And because that was such a big project that required a ton of attention to detail and focus and a lot of time... I thought it would be a productive conversation today to talk about burnout and how to avoid it, how to prevent yourself from going over the edge, from being a little bit stressed and having a lot to do to like, if I have to think or look at anything related to this again, I'm going to throw up or I'm going to go into psychotic mode. I don't know, whatever it is that happens to you when you go over the edge, um, I think there are the signs that we can watch for in ourselves that we might be nearing burnout and then some small changes we can make to prevent that burnout. So that's what we're talking about today on the podcast and we will join Indie Interactive in progress. So let's jump into this uh, for today and I'm going to pull up my slides on this end. And as you can imagine, like I've been thinking about this whole idea of burnout (laughs) going through the summit, the last, you know, 12 days have been a little bit, actually, I guess we're on day 14 now, since it started on the first, um, it's been obviously very, very busy for me. And I just needed to make sure that I did not completely burn out in the middle of this whole thing. Um, so I needed to watch myself and make sure that I did checks that I was, you know, not, exhibiting some of these signs. And if I was, I needed to make sure and make those changes ASAP. So I didn't actually hit the burnout wall, which I have done before in the past. So I know what that's like. um, And I don't want that to happen again. So I thought that would be helpful for you guys, because I know, you know, as indie artists, we work so hard. We, you know, we push and we push. And obviously, I give you a lot of tools to help with that. Um, And I'm, you know, I'm obviously encouraging you guys to push yourselves, but I don't want you to push yourselves to the point of burnout where you end up hating music and, and, you know, just want to leave and not do it anymore. So um, the first, I want to talk about some of the signs that you might be hitting the burnout 
wall. Um, so first of all, if you could let me know in the chat if you've ever experienced burnout before and just needed to take a break from music and you know what that was like or what you felt you know maybe caused that for you. Um, but so there's the obvious signs, right? The obvious signs are you feel a lot of stress, tightness in your chest, all that stuff. Um, you even get to the point of having an illness. You know, I certainly had this issue not related to music, but my other job because the stress was so high. Um, I ended up in the hospital. So um, maybe you're experiencing insomnia or kind of the opposite, which is like lethargy. You just don't feel like doing anything. You have no energy whatsoever. And this becomes a vicious cycle because then, you know, if you feel lethargic, then you probably don't exercise, you don't eat right. And then you feel even worse. You know what that's like. So these are the obvious signs, but I wanted to go beyond the obvious signs and talk about some other things that you might notice if you are running into burnout. So the next kind of less obvious thing is you have a lack of focus or engagement. So you try to work on something and you're just distracted by everything. And it's worse than normal. Like we have these regular distractions, right? We're pulled in these directions of social media and our phone and our email and all that. But maybe you find that even though you put those protections in place, you still have this like urge to go check one of those other things because it seems like a mindless thing you could do that maybe you could tell yourself you were being productive, but um, you know, you really aren't, but you could at least feel like maybe you were doing work because you didn't want to do the other thing. So that's a way that you can kind of tell. Um, or also like if maybe if you're, you're teaching or you're doing something where you're engaging with other people and you just are really having a hard time engaging with them and you feel kind of like you're in another room from them or something, that is a sign that you're nearing that burnout phase. Um, another thing that can happen when we're nearing the burnout phase is that we can just start to get really negative. Oh, you know, I've definitely experienced this before, you know, there's always like a little bit of negativity that creeps in, but we can, we can push that aside. But when we're starting to burn out, we just start to feel like everything looks bleak and, you know, we can see the bad and everything instead of the good. And, you know, the glass is half empty versus half full. So um, if you start to, to feel yourself leaning that direction, especially about music, that could be a sign that you are getting to that burnout phase where you're just going to suddenly just think, you know, everything about music is just frustrating and negative and we can't get anywhere. And as Indies, we have no power. You know how this type of thing just kind of feeds upon itself. You don't want to let that happen. And then the next thing is it feels heavy. Like, I don't know how to describe this anymore because this actually happens to me. I feel like, like that something's sitting on my chest or that just thinking about having to do the thing just makes my every limb in my body feel heavy. It makes me want to run away. Um, if you've ever experienced that, that is a sign that you are nearing burnout. And if this is happening, 
when it comes to something that you've, you've in the past loved, then that's probably burnout. It's not that you hate the thing. It's just that you're getting into that feeling of, oh my gosh, I just can't, I can't even think about doing this thing. It just, sometimes it can be to the point of like nausea. I'm so, I just don't even want to do this thing at all. Um, or you just feel that heavy feeling. If you feel that it doesn't mean that you need to give it up necessarily. It probably means that you just need a break. And then another thing that we do, um, and I admit to doing this, um, in order to not have to deal with the stress or just not to think about how burnt out we are, we want to numb our, you know, we feel numb and we seek solace in addictive behaviors. So for me, like I'm not, you know, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs, all that. My thing is food and drink. So if I'm feeling really stressed or if I just want to be avoiding having to do stuff because I'm reaching that burnout, I definitely can either like stress eat or, um, I can, you know, I'll, I'll like, you know, have a glass of wine or a margarita or something because I know that it will um, pretty much force me to take a break or it will force me to, um, not focus on my work because lots of times if I have a drink, I'm, I know that I'm not going to be very fruitful in what I'm doing. So I'll just go, Oh, I'll work on it tomorrow. You know? And so sometimes it's almost like I force myself to take a break by using an alcoholic drink. And I know that that is not a good practice, but I'll admit to doing it in front of you guys because you know, it's one of my coping mechanisms for burnout. So if, if that you catch yourself doing that, or you know what it is that you might go into in this situation where you're just wanting to kind of numb the behavior, you know, numb yourself and you wanting to force yourself to take a break by using something like food or, you know, or sometimes it could be some people, it can be like exercise. I mean, there's a lot of things that we can be addicted to that will help us keep our mind off of the thing we don't want to do. And there's some good in that. Like I have no problem, you know, having a margarita to celebrate something that I did, you know, that I feel like I deserve a little bit of celebration. But if I get to the point where I'm like every day, I need to have that because it forces me to take a break from my work or I don't have to think about it anymore. That is not a good behavior, obviously. So, um, you know, whatever that is for you, I just encourage you to kind of watch yourself and, you know, use that in moderation. I'm not saying that I'm like a saint and I never do that, but it can become a pattern. So it's just, it's just a little bit of a, a personal warning for me because it's definitely happened to me in the past. So um, I just want you guys to think like, you know, what, which of these signs have you ever experienced either in the past or now? And if you're willing to put those in the chat, I would love to kind of see where you guys are at on this. Obviously I've admitted to all of these. So um, there's nothing wrong with any of these. These are totally natural, but it's good to know which ones come up for you. So you can recognize when you might be getting into this mode. 
Adele says, yes, about 11 years ago, uh, burning the candle at both ends. Nearly fell back into the trap last year, but took time out from day job this year. It turned out to be a wise decision. I'm so glad you did that, Adele, and I'm glad that you recognized those signs before it was too late. I mean, for me, last year, I kind of hit this in the summer, and it just so happened to co coincide with my vacation. But I ended up, I mean, my vacation, like it was almost like I wanted to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> and um, it was kind of bad because I didn't really get to enjoy my vacation to the fullest as I had wanted because I was so burnt out when I got there. So, um, you know, recognizing this beforehand would have helped me a lot. I could have, I could have scaled back and had a better vacation time, which would have made me come back even fresher. I came back basically at zero. Oh, that's a good one. Catherine, Catherine says she knows she needs a break when she loses patience with her students. If I start getting snippy, I know it's time to step back. Absolutely. And that can be, you know, when you've got students, you have to think about how you're impacting other people too. Molly says another sign was ignoring her inbox. Looking at messages was too much. I have been there, Molly. I have been there where like the, what I was describing that heavy feeling, like just the idea of opening my inbox was so heavy. And that's why last September I did the whole thing where I cleansed my inbox and I got to inbox zero and I set up a system. So I could spend a few minutes every day and never get to that point with my inbox again. It's been harder to battle during the summit, but I will get back there. Um, but I haven't let, let my inbox get past about 20 messages. So, um, but I, I know that feeling so well, Molly. Yes. It's called dread. Oh, the heavy feeling. Yeah, you're right. It is called dread. I guess I call it feeling heavy because I literally feel heavy. <laughs> my, like my body feels like it weighs 300 pounds and I can't drag myself across the floor. I don't know. It's a weird feeling. <laughs> That's interesting. Michelle says, Michelle Hanks says I declutter when I want distraction. So that's kind of interesting. That must be, I mean, she's a virtual assistant, so it's, it's a skill for her, right? So that's something she's good at. So she can like kind of fall back on the thing that she's good at. And she likes doing my daughter's like that. She, she loves to plan everything and that's like fun for her. And so she would do that in place instead of doing things that she needed to do, like her homework, she would like plan out her next year or something. Um, so sometimes if we'll like jump to the things that we're good at and feel easy to us and make us feel like confident in ourselves when we, when we don't want to do the other things. Let's see. Annie says I crochet. That's so cool. Um, that's, that's a great escape. And I think that obviously that could be really therapeutic too. So let's get into what we can do. So there's the obvious ones, right? Um, the obvious ones are all things that I talk about all the time, goal setting, right? I mean, you guys know I'm a big proponent of goals and it will keep you further away from burnout, but it is not a, it's not an, you know, it's not the entire solution. It will help a lot because You'll know what you need to do every day. You won't feel overwhelmed, all that. But um, it's not it's not a total fix. Um, get some help. 
So, you know, here we have Mishy in the chat, like she's a virtual assistant for musicians. So people need a virtual assistant. Got someone right here for you, but you know, find somebody to help you. When I got overwhelmed, that's when I started hiring assistants. And, you know, when certain aspects of my business are overwhelmed, I say, hey, Beth, <laughs> I need some help in this area because this is feeling really heavy for me. So um, find some people, you know, that either are volunteers or family members or, you know, hire someone to help you. And that will really help with the burnout situation. And then obviously take a vacation, right? That's obvious not always something that you can do at that moment. It might not work out for you to take a vacation at that very moment. But even if you start planning a vacation, that might actually make you feel less burnt out. Just the idea of, I mean, I love to travel, right? So even just thinking about traveling for me makes me feel a lot less burnt out because I have something to look forward to. So another thing is change your location. So you know, I kind of was going to say, well, you know, go find somewhere to go that's different, but maybe you're stressed out because you're changing location too much. Maybe you're touring and that is what's burning you out and you just need to spend some time in one place. Or maybe you are, you know, like me and you live in this tiny little mountain town and you're just sick of looking at the same you know, people every day and the same, even it's beautiful, like the same places, the same things all the time. And you just need to get something different. And that's how I feel when I start to get burned out. I just have this massive wanderlust, you know, I want to go and experience new things and new places. So that's something that if, even if you can do it, like literally going down to Fresno, this seems so lame, but going to Fresno, which is one hour away, which is like a real city, um, going to this really nice dinner, going to a concert and staying overnight in a hotel right before the summit. That was the best thing I ever could have done. It happened to be for my birthday, but it was what I needed, even though it wasn't like, it wasn't fancy. It wasn't exciting. It wasn't somewhere new. Um, but it was something different from what I get every day. So think about whether you need something different or whether you need some sameness because you're overwhelmed by the difference that you're getting because you're on tour or, you know, you're traveling around or whatever. Um, a daily routine of downtime. So I've done this for myself. I really try to do it. Um, I set aside 30 minutes to an hour while I'm eating my lunch to have some downtime of some kind, listen to a podcast, read my email, like, the things I put into my read folder that I really want to read. Maybe I want to read this blog post or listen to this particular podcast or learn something new. And I enjoy doing that. So that's my downtime for the day. And I set that aside and it becomes a daily thing. And then I look forward to that when I'm having to work through something that I don't want to do. I just think, oh, well, you know, I'm going to get this thing in, in an hour or two hours and I'm going to really enjoy that. So build that into your day. Also with having a family, you know, I build downtime into my evening because my kids, you know, like to hang out and, and, you know, watch some show or play apples to apples or some or play pool or something like that. And that's built into my day naturally because I have kids. So that, that helps too. 
And then another thing that you can do to help you just really, you know, change it up and deal with this burnout thing is give yourself permission for a little bit of mindless entertainment. So, you know, whether it's your favorite show on Netflix, like right now I'm watching Ozark. Have you any, any of you guys watched that on Netflix? It is just like, it's crazy, but um, it's a great show. It's, it's doesn't exactly take a lot of brain power to watch it, but it's still a really good show. Um, or just, I saw something online, someone saying, watch cartoons. I mean, if that's something that, that helps you unwind, I personally don't like cartoons very much, so it wouldn't help me, but whatever it is that is your like mindless, um, go-to entertainment for me, it tends to be, I love kind of like mystery murder shows. So I'll watch like forensic files or, um, law and order or, you know, dateline or something like that. That's my go-to for mindless entertainment. When I just want to force myself to shut off and like kind of go into a different world. So um, if you've got something like that, like give yourself permission, but I always give myself a time limit because otherwise I will get sucked in and watch several episodes of something. So um, then find another creative outlet. So we're creatives. We obviously are already doing something creative for our business, which can actually be a problem because we don't then find something else creative that isn't linked to our business that can help us have an outlet. You know, like Annie said, she crochets. That's awesome. I know that um, Catherine, I can't remember if she knits or crochets, but she does that. Um, I'm not really artistic or, or craftsy in any way, so I don't do that, but, but I force myself to, you know, kind of have other outlets other than my business. And I'm in, the, I'm in the church choir too. So that's not really anything to do with my business in any way or really performing, you know, as a solo artist. So I think for me, that's kind of my creative outlet. So try to find something like that, whether it's, I mean, it doesn't have to be something grandiose, you know, it could be like collecting something, you know, whatever it is that, that, kind of gets you excited outside of outside of doing your music career. Now, this is a big one. And this has actually helped me when a lot when I felt burnt out. And it's called do just three things each day. And what you do is you, I've talked about this before, you know, figuring out your top three things every day. But then what we tend to do is like, okay, I got those three things done. Now we have a million other things on our list and we need to do them. But if you're in burnout mode or like pre-burnout mode, give yourself permission to just do those three things. Then you know you're making progress every day. You're feeling good about what you're doing, but you've given yourself permission to say, look, I've made serious progress today because I did these three things. Now I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to feel like I was accomplished, but I'm not going to feel guilty if I want to go do something else. And that has helped me a lot because when I'm in pre-burnout mode, I still am always thinking about all the things that I need to do for my business. And I've got this massive guilt in the background. I'm just that kind of type A personality. So if I give myself permission to feel very accomplished for doing my three things and knowing that I got what I needed to do done today for my business, then I no longer feel guilty for doing the things that I want to do after that. And, you know, I, I did this 
after the summit was over, I needed to force myself to do this because I knew there was still so much other work to do to wrap up with the summit, to catch up with what I missed while I was doing the summit. You know, there's a lot of backlog, but I needed to feel like I could really take a break without feeling guilty. And so there's three things help me. I did three things on Friday and three things on Saturday that, and three things on Sunday that I absolutely needed to do in order to not get behind and to make sure that things were running well. And then I was done. I went and, you know, did some reading. I hung out with my kids. We played a game. I went out with my mom, all that stuff. And I, and I went, got my hair done, all those things. And I didn't feel guilty about it because I had done my three things. So I highly recommend this. If you are feeling that, that just pang of potential burnout to try this three things method, because it really, really works. Okay. So what changes are you ladies going to make to, um, keep yourself from burning out? If you're feeling like you're on the edge right now, what changes do you think you're going to make to help you. And if you're not feeling it right now, which ones really resonated with you that you think that you will use in the future? Um, itty bitty day trips. Love it. That and new learning materials. I feel the same way, Molly. I, I feel re-energized by learning something new. I'm kind of always taking a course of some kind of course, even when I'm really busy and I reward myself with getting a lot of work done with being like, okay, I can now go through a module of this course and I want to learn stuff. So I'm like you in that way. I've also learned to establish boundaries and say, no, that's a good one. Yes. Saying no is hard. It is, it is hard for me, but I've gotten better at it. I'm a pretty reliable person. So people respect expected me to say yes and I think they were surprised when I didn't take on the things that I usually take on. And I just needed to feel okay with that and know that, you know, they'll need to understand that I've got this big thing going on right now. Naps after lunch. Okay. I cannot, I'm a very unsuccessful napper. <laughs> um, I wish I could, but I feel absolutely out of sorts and terrible when I nap, but I am very jealous of people that can nap and get regeneration from it. I put my feet up a cup of tea, um, scroll through notifications or Brie live. <laughs> I'm glad I can be your relaxation accompaniment right now. I put on a 20 minute episode of, of Bob's burgers. Do I know that one? <laughs> makes me laugh and resets my mood. Yeah. I mean, to me, and I kind of, I miss a lot of the shows that used to make me laugh. If you guys have any good suggestions, I've really missed, you know, we used to watch John Stewart all the time. We used to watch Joel McHale and the soup. And those were my go-tos for laughter and they don't exist anymore. So if you guys have any good suggestions, I'd love to hear them. I also love to walk and be by the water. Yeah, I do build walks into my routine and I was very, very intent on exercising almost every day during the summit because I knew that it would be so easy with all the work that I had to do to just not do it because I could always find something else I had to do. So yeah, building that in is always important. I'm making an, an effort to meet up with friends more because I have realized 
that over the years, my life is mostly just about my job. Mm. Yeah, I know. I've been trying to do that too, Catherine. Unfortunately, my friends are sometimes busier than I am, which is frustrating me because I haven't been able to meet up with them as much as I want to. One thing about the jobs that we have is we can be a little more flexible. So I tend to be, you know, pretty accommodating and, but my friends, they have full-time jobs, they have families, they just don't have time to get together, which is a little frustrating. Spending quality time with non-musician friends. Yep. That's a good one. When a bit of cooking, Mm -hmm. I wish I was a better cook, but when I can really get into the groove, it is very relaxing for me too. She says her daughter says one thing per day. It depends. I mean, how big is the thing? You know, for me, a thing can be write an important email that goes out to my list or, um, um, you know, put out an important social media post or, or, you know, start running a certain ad on Facebook. Those are like medium sized things. So I'd say three medium sized things. If you're talking about like doing a full on project, one per day, definitely. Um, Molly says Elizabeth Gilbert talks a lot about this in big magic. Mm. Yep. That book is one of the most recommended books on my podcast. Absolutely. Annie says, this is huge for me. I am going to do the just three things. I really recommend it. I mean, and like I said, if I'm in the zone and I'm not feeling burnt out, I can do a lot more than three things, but giving me the permission to only do three things has been a big deal for me. And I tend to do that because I tend to have the kind of work where I like to be flexible every day. And so I don't actually mind working on the weekends because I want to be able to feel like I could take time off during the weekdays if I wanted to and just shift things around. So I tend to work every day of the week. And then, so on like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I tend to do the three things thing. And then I feel good about what I've done and I'm, and I can go on with my life and do fun stuff. Everybody likes the three things. I love that. That's great to hear. With just three things, defining the things is what could be tricky. Yes, it, it, yeah. I mean, I think the key is if you've got your goals set up, if you've got your action steps for each goal, then look at those things and decide which ones are key right now. If any of them have to be done, if none of them absolutely have to be done today, then which are the things that would be the most effective that you feel like you could do today? Matungi says traveling. She's done that recently. I'm sure that's been really great for your soul to do that traveling. Going out of town just for a weekend and setting boundaries, especially business hours helps me a lot. Okay. What in the world is Bob's Burgers? We've got two people voting for that. So I need to figure out what that is. What channel is it on? Modern Family. Yep, that's a good one. I haven't watched it recently. I used to love it in the first few seasons. So true about being reliable and people expecting it. Yeah, I know. Um, It becomes a double-edged sword. It does. And I like to be known for being reliable, but I do. It's not like I was going back on anything. It's just that like things that I normally did every week, um, showing up for choir, being on worship team, those kinds of things, I had to say no. And they're not used to me saying no. So I had to be okay with that. Okay. Bob's Burgers is a funny cartoon on Fox. Oh, I'm assuming it's like, like a family friendly, but not a kid cartoon. So like the Simpsons probably. 
Oh, love it. Got to, got to check that out. Andy Griffith. Okay. That's funny. Actually, I, I absolutely used to love watching the Beverly Hillbillies. That's, that's a good one. Tim Hawkins on YouTube comedian. He has DVDs available too. Okay. I'm going to check that out too. Thank you, Beth. That's great. Mm, Art galleries or art museums are good for me. Jesse says going to implement the three things method as of today says Adele. Great. I binge watched, watched Miss, Miss Fisher's murder mysteries set in the 1920s, Australia. Interesting. I have never heard of many of these things. Okay. I'm going to check these things out. Thank you guys so much. I've never heard of lots of them. Um, so it has been really great to hang out with you guys. I love how these conversations go when you guys all show up. It's so fun. I love kind of coming up with these topics in relation to what's going on with me. Cause it works well for me, um, working through my own issues and helping you guys. Cause I know that if I've had these issues, you probably do too. So if you guys ever have any suggestions for topics for Indie Interactive, let me know. You can like post it in one of my groups. If you're in either the Academy or the female Indie musician community, let Beth know, let me know. Um, I love to, to know what you guys want to talk about on Indie Interactive. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com with editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.